I would carry a huge cooler, use it as my seat in the subway, and then just hand deliver, like walking up and down different avenues. Um, I remember once it was supposed to snow, so I said, like, get your jar orders in. A ton of people ordered, and I was walking up and down in the snow. My fingers were, like, freezing off and delivering jars. Could you actually start your company on Instagram and without any formal education in business? Danny Beckerman actually did, and it all started because she wanted to share her love for baking and has even made use of the gram to network and find early employees for her company, Jars by Danny. These remarkable desserts in a jar have become so successful, big names like Diane von Furstenberg, Kenneth Cole, Team Vogue have made Danny's products a must at their fashion events, all while Danny has been able to keep employees and customers close while nurturing a family environment within her company. This is the Entreprenista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done and what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram with no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. Danny, you posted a picture on Instagram that essentially launched your entire business. How did that happen? So, I mean, Instagram is crazy. Um, I put them up there just to share with my friends, um, like I did before I actually had an Instagram for business. And people saw them, people I'm not even that close friends with, but I guess, you know, in the explore page or something, they inquired if they could buy them. So I said yes. And it took off from there, like instantaneously. How many orders did you get right away? What was happening? Enough to keep me baking all night long. I'm not kidding. Like three nights in a row, no sleeping, delivering all day long. Crazy. Like within like a week or two of me posting this on Instagram. So were you like, okay, this is just not a home activity now. This is a business. I'm going to do this. Yes. I I was definitely thinking that, but there really was no aha moment because I was so busy so quickly that my concentration was – to make this product and to get it out there. So I wasn't like, oh, this is a business. Like, let me sit down and actually brainstorm and think about this. I didn't have time to do that. I, it took off too quickly. Was anyone helping you on, on day one? No, they weren't. All by yourself. All by myself. I mean, I lived with my best friend at the time who was the biggest source of support. I mean, just like keeping me sane and like cleaning up after me sometimes and <laughs> also just like dealing our apartment looked like a warehouse um and she was she was amazing so she was a massive help but she she doesn't bake so how no. old were you then <laughs> 22 so you're 22 years old you just graduated from college yes. were you working well, a year so i graduated from college i was pre-med i always thought i was going to be a doctor i moved to the city i was doing a medical internship and i just I fell in love with New York City. I was like, it was like the best time of my life, really. And I decided to just kind of try something else for a little. I was like, so I was in the most creative headspace I've ever been. So I decided to go to culinary school. Um, I made these during culinary school. And that's when it started. How did you know what to charge? Someone DMs you and they say, I need some. What did you say? It so costs. it's funny, because I don't have any business background. I've never <laughs> taken a business class ever. But I 
knew like basics. So I was like, well, it's cost me X amount to make. So I have to sell it for Y. Um, and that's what I did. And the pricings actually stay the same. That's pretty Since incredible. Then, You've been able yeah. to keep your, your costs <laughs> my, my cost consistent. Well, yeah, costs change and fluctuate, yes. but then, yeah, it, it just made sense. <laughs> well, before we keep talking about these jars, I feel like we need to – we need a little taste test so we can really get Ooh, in the yes. whole mindset of that's a really good what idea. all of your – So we wanted to give you a surprise, and this <laughs> oh, is something that Stephanie and I do with, you know – audiences on social media mm -hmm. we love to surprise and delight and we learned something about you from looking at your social media and we wanted to gift you with so some rosé oh, and i think we guys. can drink it now too oh yes. if you're open to it i'm extremely open to you it. did just say something when we started the episode here about it's afternoon we need right to, you need a glass like of wine <laughs> yeah, and I think I saw in your Instagram – oh, maybe it was an article I was reading or maybe it was your Instagram about how jars and wine go perfectly together. They you really like to go home at night do. and – Yes. Have some wine and Have jars. some wine. All right, I'm going to open jar. this up. You're gonna, yep, you'll have some. 100% will have some. You'll both drink with me, oh. right? And <laughs> Courtney has a lot of difficulty I opening uh, any okay. type of liquid. Ooh, She's being videotaped right now. <laughs> Courtney has spilled every single liquid that has been opened in the studio. Yes. It has sprayed. It has gone everywhere. That's very much like me. I cannot have a meal. My husband like does not know what to do with me without spilling all down my shirt. So my husband's actually that way. He's yeah. the one that always spills. Yeah. I and mean, when he makes it through dinner without spilling, I'm like, good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like me. I wish he was the messy one. He's just not. All right. All so right, cheers. Oh, cheers. cheers. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. All right. Time to open some <laughs> jars and we're drinking some yes. rosé. So tell us a little bit about the jars that you brought here today and what we're going to be trying. So I brought a really good variety of flavors. So if you're a chocolate lover, if you're a fruit lover, if you're like more of a cake lover, there's something for you. Um, some of my favorite chocolate ones are the cookie dough, peanut butter and cookies and cream, mm. which I brought you. I brought you the white chocolate because I don't like to say this, but it I think it is the prettiest one. Which one is um, that? That one's this layered one, that rainbow layered one Ooh. right there. Yeah. It looks like yeah. a unicorn in a it jar. Does. It really does. It's just like happiness and fun, and it puts smiles on people's faces. It's so Instagrammable. Like. It, exactly that, too. <laughs> um, what else? My a strawberry shortcake and a lemon bar, which is Which yeah, one so is the gluten-free so one? That one? That one is the one under I'm there. Try. Yeah, it's a gluten-free fudge brownie, Ooh. which is amazing. Yeah. All right, so for all of our gluten-free... I, I do the cookie dough? I would do the cookie dough, or do you like peanut butter? I do like peanut butter. Or maybe do the peanut butter one right that. here. Oh, yay, I'm so excited. <laughs> These jars are so easy to open. Yeah, they're very easy to open, and they seal, so they stay fresh for a really long time. That's what I love because I just love <laughs> just a bite. Little pop. Exactly, just a bite, put just the cap bite, back on, it back. stick it back in the fridge, stick it back in the pork. freezer. Oh, yes, I can. Of course. All right, live taste test here. Yes. Court, you're doing the first bite? Mm, no. Peanut butter. Yeah. So Danny, do you so have good. a bite of these every day? I definitely, yes. I might not open up a jar and eat a bite, um, but mm. scraps, I mean, taste testing, after new flavors. I probably eat like a whole jar a day. This is absolutely <laughs> delicious. Is good? And I'm always looking for <laughs> gluten free sweet treats. Yeah. And as we were talking about before, even if it's just a little bite of something, because you don't need to eat the whole thing. No. You can just – you said keep it in the fridge. And how long is it? How long does it last for? It lasts for three weeks in the fridge and six months in the freezer. How has the product evolved from when you first started making it to what it is now? So if you look back at my first Instagram of the jars, they're much messier. 
Um, so I had to tweak recipes. I really wanted them to lay perfectly in the jars and look really perfect, which they do now. So it took just some recipe testing, adding, subtracting different ingredients to really get them to a certain consistency to do that. But once I once I had that, it's been pretty much the same. Well, they're yeah. There's no delicious. preservatives. There's nothing like that in wow. there. So, yeah, I've wanted to stick stick clean. How often are you coming up with new flavors? So I come up with a new flavor once a month. And then also for holidays. And I've actually been doing something really fun lately where I bring a different person on as a contributor uh, for the flavor of the month each month, which is so much fun because it's just great. It makes great content. Yes. People love to see you know, people joining up and working together. And it's so much fun to have other people's input. So I, I usually bring on people that they don't necessarily have like a food company, but maybe they're in the space or they're in the content creation space. Creative people. Who's the last person you worked with to do that? I worked Mr. Crisp is our current flavor of the month, which is really – it was great. We did donut. So much fun. And people were like, oh, but why didn't you do like something crispy? And that just happens not to work in the jar. But the whole point of the contributor thing is that we don't need to use her product. We're just – I'm like using her mind and I'm using her as a creative person. Absolutely. The cross do you keep the flavor going or do you discontinue it at the end of the month? I discontinue it at the end of the month. It's always really sad, um, especially ones that like people go crazy for in um, – it was either August or September. I think it was September. I did one with Elena Besser, who's uh, a chef, and she used to be a chef at Lilia. And she's amazing, creative, and she creates beautiful content. And we made an Italian rainbow cookie jar. That was people went crazy for. So that one was really hard to say goodbye to. Maybe you can bring them all back for one. Uh, <laughs> I need to one holiday. Uh... <laughs> well, that's what's happened. Before, I used to have just five flavors. I'm now up to like 11 flavors because some I just can't let go. Yeah. (laughs) So let's get back into when you first started the business Mm -hmm. because you're five years in in business right now. You didn't go to business school, which has actually been kind of a theme on the show so far. A lot of the women we've been speaking to didn't go to business school. Mm -hmm. They've just really figured it out as they went along. So, you know, take us back to that time. You're in your kitchen with your roommate. Mm -hmm. You're making all of these jars you start this business organically. Now what? How did you figure out how to grow and scale? So I I just had too many orders to make in my kitchen. So it was just kind of very basic next steps was I need to find a larger facility and I need to find people to help me make these because I can't keep making them. I was having – I wanted to get to a point where I didn't have to turn down any orders, which I was doing at first. So – I was in my kitchen, in my apartment kitchen, which was, I mean, not kidding, like the size of this chair <laughs> I am in right now. We were making jars on the floor, like very sanitarily, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like it was it was everywhere. Um, it was a five floor walk up, also, which I mean, I would just get deliveries of jars and and like steep stairs. That's like a I was in the best, oh my god, yeah. the best shape of my life. I actually <laughs> miss that. Um, but it was it was time to find a, a new facility, so. I did that. I mean, I really just – I networked. Um, I called a bunch of other people that were in the industry. I finally found one woman who had a dessert company, um, and she wasn't using her space full-time. So I started renting that from her part-time, and I eventually took it over full-time. How were you paying for that? Were you already making enough money to be able to pay for the kitchen? I was pretty much, especially in the beginning because I had no overhead other than it was my apartment. I wasn't paying rent. I wasn't paying employees. It was just me making the jars. And like I said before, I was making them 
for less than I was selling them for. So I did have money coming in. Um, and then my parents did help me to, to move into the facility. And then when did you hire your first person? Was it right when you moved in? So what I actually did, no. So I, I hired my first person through Instagram. I put up just like I was crazed. I put up something on Instagram like I need help. A ton of people responded. Um, this girl, I we had mutual friends. So I just brought her on and she was just helping me do everything. She was an everything person. That's what I needed yeah. at the beginning, like someone to help me deliver and someone to help me make the jars because that was the most important part. How did you know what to pay them? Did she have a title or she like her job was like whatever I need? <laughs> her job was whatever I need. My job was whatever we need. Mm-hmm. It was it was craziness. I actually now obviously the business is in a much more organized place, which is good for the business, but I do miss that insane insane hustle bustle, like no no time for anything else but yeah. But this. It's always a rush, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Such a rush. I can just, like, get the rush from thinking about it. How were you doing your deliveries in the early days? <laughs> On the subway. I would oh. carry – and so this is a refrigerated item. So I would carry a huge cooler, use it as my seat in the subway, and then just hand deliver, like, walking up and down different avenues. Um, I remember once I, like, put up a big thing. It was supposed to snow. So I said, like, get your jar orders in. A ton of people ordered, and I was walking up and down Second Ave in the snow. My fingers were like freezing off and delivering jars. It's dedication. Yes, yeah. it is. Whatever it takes. How, that so, is how can yeah. people order this now? Where can they get the jars? So, they can get this on jarsbydanny.com. We ship nationwide. Um, I had a, I, so I went many different avenues with my business to explore. I did brick and mortar, um, I did wholesale. And I did direct-to-consumer through e-commerce. What did you do first? I did um, – first, it was email orders. Email orders, okay. It was email orders. Then I set up my website, and it was DTC, direct-to-consumer. Um, and I started shipping nationwide really, really quickly, actually, when I was still in my apartment because mm-hmm. I had to figure it out because Diane von Furstenberg saw the jars. She loved them, and she wanted them for all of her events across the country. So I was like, okay, well, then I'm just going to figure was, it out. How did you feel? <laughs> did she DM you? Her people reached her out? Her people reached out. Did you freak out? Yes. <laughs> I was very excited. Actually, on my way to go meet her for the first time and bring her some samples, I was like so harried. And I dropped my phone in between the subway, oh, like God. on the grate. And I was just like, I'm leaving it. <laughs> like, I got to go meet Diane von Furstenberg. Got to meet Diane. <laughs> I, like, actually, I came back and I got my phone. You're still there. Wow. Yeah. How did you get down there? <laughs> you, have, you have to call someone. You, oh you cannot God. go down there yourself. <laughs> wow. Yes, it was a good day. Good day. But it was a, it was a great day. Yeah. I got my phone back. I met her. She loved the jars. It, it went well. Okay. So now that happens with Diane and you're thinking, okay, this could be part of the business model, doing events for, for companies? Yes. So she was the first person in fashion who saw the jars. And after that, it just kind of – when I mean, I started doing for everyone in the fashion industry. So all that. through Instagram, you're promoting through Instagram, all through Instagram, word of mouth, people seeing at them at this event and then wanting them for themselves. Were you the only one managing your social media account? Was that your, you know, I half was, your and job? I still am. That's, okay, yeah, that's my baby. Yeah, <laughs> can't let that go. Sometimes, yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, especially, I mean, the brand from the very beginning, I branded myself along with the jars because I really I wanted people to want jars by Danny, not just jars of cake. I know that, you know, this is something that you can copy. People can use jars, put desserts in them, but I wanted them to want mine. I wanted jars by Danny, not just jars. Um, 
So, That's very smart. And for someone who doesn't have a background in marketing and went to school no. for medicine, <laughs> to have that foresight to know how important your personal branding is with your Yes. With your business, that's incredible. Yeah. How I, did you come up with the name? It's a very, you know, ob- obvious yeah. name, but were you toying around with different names or was this the first thing that came to mind? Oh, I was definitely toying around with a lot of different names. I had something like Baked by Danny or Just Baked. Um, and then I actually got a really good piece of advice from someone who said, put your name in it. Keep your name in it. You don't know what's going to happen later on. You want your name in it. And I'm very glad I listened to that person because it makes a difference. All right. Do you have a lot of competitors now? Did more of these pop up? Not really. Nothing that there's nothing on the market zero that looks like this. I haven't seen anything. Yeah, Yeah, there's nothing that looks like this. All right. So now you meet with Diane. You have the portion of your business where you focus on events. And now, what's the next thing you expand to? You conquer that. Focus on events. Always focused on events. Still focused on events. That's a huge revenue stream for me. Corporate corporate gifting and events is huge. And then I decided to try out brick and mortar. Mm So I I never really wanted to invest in a full store, mm. like pour a ton of money into it, make it fully branded, as f- much fun as that is. So I decided to go with a pop-up model, and I popped up all over the place. I saw you at Bloomingdale's. Yes, I popped up at Bloomingdale's. Um, I did all the urban space markets, and then I had a pop-up in Soho that was only supposed to be open for one month. We ended up staying open a little over two years, um, and then I just recently closed that. To really focus more on on e-commerce direct mm-hmm. to consumer. Well, it's more profitable, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. What are people buying? Is it one jar, several jars? What's the average order? So it varies. Gifting, we do a lot of six packs. That's that's a good one. Um, the minimum is a three pack. Oh, okay. Yeah. So let's go back to you had your first employee. Yes. How did you know when you needed to hire the next person? What roles you needed? How did you figure all of this out? So at first, it really was bakers that I needed because this is such a labor-intensive process that I could not be the one that was making it all the time. I I knew pretty early in that I needed to stop making it fairly soon if this was going to continue. So I actually reached out to a few different culinary schools, and I became part of their externship programs. Mm. So students would extern for me, which was unbelievable because I really couldn't afford to pay so many people at the time. And that way I wasn't paying them. They were getting experience. They were getting trained. And then the really amazing ones I ended up hiring. So smart. It worked out. Coming up, you'll hear more about how Danny has scaled her business and what's really surprised her the most. started this business in your tiny kitchen and then Diane von Furstenberg's team gives you a call. You are delivering orders on the train, on your own. How did you get from that point to where you are today, which is almost 30 employees? Like what, what, tell us about the in-between. A ton of hustle, a lot of hard work, a lot of mistakes for sure. Um, Hard work, really, really hard work and believing in in my product and continuing to push it out there. I mean, I am constantly doing 
PR for my product and for myself. I don't have a PR agency. I send a ton of emails saying really good things about myself. (laughs) And at the end, I'm like, please excuse me. I'm not obnoxious. I'm just my own PR person. Um, And to really get my name out there. I mean, the more people that know about the product, the more people that will order it. Was there a dream uh, media outlet that you got in that when that hit, you were so excited? A hundred percent. I was actually – so what I used to do was I would ride the elevators at Condé Nast. Oh, so smart. So I would – either sneak in or if I had a delivery there, I would just like stay in the elevators and ride up and down and hand out business cards. And I always had a jar on me to show people. And that's actually how I got written up in Glamour magazine for the first time, which that was a dream. I mean, that was that was my first real like PR thing. (laughs) My first that was my first publication and for it to be glamour magazine i mean i've been i've been reading glamour really magazine like i know it i'm like that's for famous people not like for me that's amazing <laughs> so that was really exciting did and orders take off once that article came out yes it did and i was i i i mean it, every little thing that happens would cause more orders to take off and would cause me to gain more instagram followers and for more people to see my product were you staffing and scaling based on the number of orders that would come in? So did you figure out how to hire based on revenue projections? Like how did you know what to do? So I would just I would need to hire more people. It was always a little scrappy. I'm not going to lie. Never started a business before. Pro- like now I know that for Christmas we need to be started in September. I need to have new hires. I need to make sure people are trained. We need to have freezers full of product. Um, then – you know, I would wait a little bit more for the orders to, to pour in, um, which was a mistake because it was always scrappy and it was always me at four o'clock in the morning, you know, making jars and crying. <laughs> Just kidding. I wasn't crying. <laughs> crying happy tears. Ha- happy so many tears. <laughs> so many tears, maybe a little overtired tears, but I, I would I, I don't uh, I don't regret it. What I learned a lot. What have been some of the biggest challenges you've faced over the past several years? The major challenge has been... The biggest one for sure has been the product because it is – I mean, you see it. It's – they're really, really beautiful. So that does take a lot of labor. So finding finding new ways – I mean, all from where the chocolate chips are on the table to where people are standing to really get this down so we can create as many jars as quickly as possible. That is a constant and evolving process. Um, yeah, that's yeah. actually really fascinating to me because I'm always fascinated by operations and efficiency yeah. and how things work. And I can't remember the name of the movie, but maybe you've seen it. It was about McDonald's mm-hmm. and the, yeah. the founders. founders. It yeah. reminds me of what you're describing. Yes. It reminds me of that because they had this whole thing on Assembly the floor and thing. they were practicing well, who's sta- square and who does what. Yeah. So is your kitchen like that? It's not as – it's not like that. I mean that was like <laughs> a patented so – cool. that was that was fast food. That's Have you like done the, a kitchen tour on Instagram so people see like where it's made and – Yeah, okay. I do. So I – these look really perfect I and we have a very specific process to making them. So I don't share that. Um, I don't want oh, other yeah, people to make them. Yeah, yeah. So that's – yeah, that's top secret. Got to keep your trade secrets. But, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely – I do. I do little sneak peeks into the kitchen. Do you have sure. a patent for jar, uh, cakes in a jar? I don't. You really can't get okay. that. You can't get that. My, I mean, my name is trademarked, yeah. but but that's it. What has been the biggest mistake you've made in the past since start since you started? I've made so many mistakes. Um, as a young entrepreneur, I was a little too trusting mm. in the beginning, especially. Um, I've learned not to be and to 
make sure I do my homework. So, I mean, that was that was a major hurdle for me because I, I trusted a few people in the beginning, a few times. I was like, again? <laughs> like What happened? Signing bad contracts, yeah. you know, people claiming that they were going to do things for me that they – that they weren't going to do. So I had to get rid of a lot of people along the way. Yeah. Which was hard and took a lot of my time and energy where it could have been yeah. better spent. Yeah. All but learning I've lessons. Learned. All yeah. learning lessons. <laughs> and I married a lawyer. So oh, that's wow. so I know. That was like, smart. What a great idea. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> did you hang out in an yeah. elevator of a law yeah, firm? I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that works. He's my general counsel. That is fantastic. That. that definitely yeah. cuts costs. What has been, oh, yeah. I guess, the most surprising thing. The most surprising thing. So I come from a family of doctors where things are very black and white. I was surprised at how non-black and white the business world mm-hmm. is. I mean, it's it's crazy. There's no there's no right way to do things. There's no wrong way to do things. Everything is very tailored to to you specifically and your business. Um, it was it was interesting to find out um, because everyone has everyone I spoke to has different ways of doing things that work for them and I have ways of doing things that work for me and coming from a family of of doctors where everything is like much more clear cut that was very surprising for me and and cool uh, to learn to learn about and to navigate just it's, much harder to navigate I find the whole business world to be extremely gray like nothing is black and white everything is all over the place and that. I don't think anyone really knows exactly what they're doing. <laughs> That's true. Everyone yeah. just figures it out exactly. as we've all done. Figure it out as you go along. Yeah. Make mistakes. Learn from your lessons. Exactly. Don't them. Yeah. So when you hire people, are you involved in every single hiring decision or do you have other people now who can focus on that? I am involved with every hiring decision. Are there certain interview questions that you ask every single person that they have to pass the, the Danny test? Honestly, not really. Maybe I should have some. It's more about... I meet every single person I bring on. Yeah. So just, you know, what vibes they give off, how they answer questions. Um, and you can just tell a lot about people from that. Yeah. Um, and it also depends what I'm hiring people for. So if it's creative, you know, it's a, we have a lot more creative talk. Um, if it's people, you know, like if it's bake staff or delivery people, then I need to know that they're reliable. So those – are you always hiring? Like, do you always always have openings on your website for people to apply based on seasonality? Or no, not really. Okay. Um, a lot of the people that I've had, I've I've had from the beginning, and I've stuck with them, which is That's amazing. Incredible. Yeah, they're very very loyal. The business is like it's part theirs. Also, um, everyone who's been with me from the very beginning really owns something. In Jars by Danny, which is really hard for me in the beginning. That was I was not a good delegator, and my boss style has most definitely changed. Uh, I in the beginning I did a lot of looking over people's shoulders, which I have learned is not a good thing to do. I mean, you have to really trust the people that are working for you and trust that they share your vision. But once you have that trust in them, then you got to let them do their thing. How do you know when you have that trust in an employee? You see over time. You, you see what the kind of work they're doing, how reliable they are. Um, yeah. It's not, it's not right off the bat. You have to give it a little time. Is there anything unique about your company culture, something that you think, you know, no other business is doing, this is really unique to Jars by Danny, and this is so important to you? I don't know how unique it is. I hope it's not. <laughs> but um, the people that work for me are really like my family. 
Um, I care about them as if they're my family. Um, I care about their kids. I love when they bring their kids in. Um, I have a framed photo of every single person in their family in our office. Um, And I I really genuinely do care. I do care about people. And I think that people – People feel that, and I think it also causes them to to really care about Jars by Danny. Not just, you know, clock in at 8, clock out at 4. Like, it's not like that. Like, they they really care. They text me on the weekends if they have ideas. Um, or even if, you know, we need something for the office, I'll have bake staff that will text me and be like, hey, we really need, like, more of this. Do you want me to grab it? I'm, like, walking by a, a store. I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> so everyone has your scrappy mentality. Yes, just get exactly. stuff done. I love that. Yeah. And so it sounds like, like all of your jars really are made with love. So when they everyone are. eats them, <laughs> it's all from well, the heart. They all feel a little love. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I absolutely love that. Yeah. Have you, you know, something that Stephanie and I learned along the way is, you know, managing people, uh, you know, can be challenging at times. Yes. Have you ever had any challenges with, you know, managing anyone that's older than you since you started your business at such a young age? Luckily, I actually haven't. It hasn't been a, a factor. Um, I think they respect me for what I'm doing, so the age thing doesn't really matter. It was definitely in the beginning. It was hard for me, and I definitely butt heads with people because I would do a lot of looking over the shoulder. Even in the very beginning, with the jar making, I would look over their shoulder and be like, "Oh, nope, like this isn't perfect," and you know. And th- I mean, I think. Maybe it was good because they saw how much I cared and how like attention, how important attention to detail is. Um, but then again, I, I'm a strong believer in letting people own their thing within your company. Yeah, makes sense. So yeah, I learned that. It's definitely a big thing I learned. Did you ever raise money? Do you have investors? I do. And what was I that do. process like? Because now you're obviously so young. You're yeah. trying to figure out what to do to scale the business. How did you know in that situation who to trust or what to do? That was hard. That was hard. I learned the hard way, 100%. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's in listening and they're in your position now, they're thinking about bringing on investors mm-hmm. or they need the capital? What advice would you give them based on what you learned from that situation? I would tell them, and this is someone told me in the very beginning that I unfortunately did not listen to until a little later, but to gather a team of – before you do anything, this is something I would do in the very beginning of your business – Gather a team of trusted advisors that you trust. They don't have anything to gain from you um, that you respect um, and that you can go to with questions because it's just so important. People that people that you respect in the business, people that have expertise, you know, maybe people all over the industry so people can help in their own different ways. Um and that is – they could be a huge source of support to you. Definitely. Who's who are on your – Yeah. Who are your advisors are, and how do you find them? I, no one that I don't think you would know. A lot of family friends. A lot of family friends. What are their backgrounds? You have like, well, business. you don't need a lawyer now because your husband's in as a lawyer. My but, uh. husband's a lawyer, so he's wonderful. Um, I've met a few people actually through my husband. He has a few really impressive family members. One is the founder of Raw Rolling Paper. Um, which is a massive company. And so he's been unbelievably helpful to me. I mean, he's a genius when it comes to everything from branding, marketing, just to every day business. Um, just like, he's like a savant. Um, and then another one is he was actually, until recently, the CEO of Huffington Post. He actually just accepted a position at Snapchat. And then 
And then other people, I have someone that's really big in the food industry also. That's awesome. So if you yeah. need, you have questions or advice, you just like text them, call them. Text and, them, call them, yeah. message them. Another really, really amazing one is uh, Rachel Tipograph. She's the founder of Micmac, uh, among other things. She's unbelievable, an unbelievable business person. She's, I mean, she's everywhere. Um, so she's, she's huge. She's, How soon after starting your business did you figure out you needed to surround yourself with, you know, additional people. experts who can help after, you? After making the first mistake where I wish I had those people. So learning um, lessons. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. Coming up, a brainstorm on the next big idea for Jars by Danny. You can connect with us at socialflyny.com and follow us on Instagram at entrepreneistas. All right, Danny, this is something we do on every episode of our show. We put 60 seconds on the clock, and together the three of us are going to brainstorm your next big idea for Jars by Danny. So nothing is off limits. Okay. So 60 seconds. Here we go and begin. I'm looking at Courtney because she has something I up her sleeve. I think maybe, and maybe you've done this, but what if you did like a big jar that I was a cake? That. It's amazing. They're fish bowls. Oh, yeah. And that. they're insane looking. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. You just wasted yeah. 10 seconds. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. So but it's I'm a good in, one, obviously. I'm into all of the, the gluten-free yes. stuff right now. Have you done a big push for gluten-free? I have done a big push. I probably should do a bigger push. So that's a very good idea. So I am in this whole, you know, gluten-free, dairy-free world now because of medical stuff. And the market is huge. huge. I know that. And the people targeting. are looking for it. So we need to come up with like a really good name for some, it can't be this, this gluten-free product. You have to make another one. Another one. And this one's so good. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah. <laughs> I've been eating this. I've been sitting here eating it yeah. the whole way. Um, so that's my idea, but I feel like Courtney, you have something else over there. Then, uh, so obviously, and you already know this, you know, you have to make your product very Instagrammable, mm-hmm. but in terms of like what more can you be doing to incentivize people to take pictures, like maybe put motivational quotes behind the caps or that's at the bottom idea. so that when yes. people finish, they take a picture yes. of it. Cute little something. Yeah. And maybe, Courtney, there's a yes. su- maybe there's a surprise inside. Yeah. That'd like be a, dangerous. Like a Like what is that thing? The, the cracker jack. Like the, the fortune, co- the fortune <laughs> cookie. Yeah. Guys, 60 seconds is over, but let's continue this thought right now because – Yeah, what if there was a surprise in – Or just like book. a mo- – I like more like a motivational I love the motivational. Yeah, at the bottom of the cap. Yeah. Or when you get down to the bottom of the jar. That might be like a production nightmare. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about in between each layer? No, when you get to yeah. the bottom of the jar, like maybe it's just a sticker that's already like at the bottom. So when you get to the bottom, then it reveals the quote. The quote. Or it's there's a sticker inside the cap that people can peel off as a sticker and put it somewhere and it has your logo I on like it that. and a motivational quote for I branding. I like that. All right. I'm chewing right now because I can't stop eating my gluten-free jars by Danny. And our brainstorm is continuing. All right. Willy Wonka, the yes. golden ticket. Everyone wants to win something. They want to keep buying something until they win. So maybe there can be, you know, six secret jars. You have to order them during the holiday season. If you reveal whatever the – it doesn't have to be a golden ticket, but whatever the Jars by Danny version of that is – Six people I'm making up the number six mm-hmm. win something, some big grand prize. And Courtney is looking at me. Did I take your idea? No, that wasn't it. I but know, it's but good. I, I no, but I actually it, love that. I, I think I'm going to do that. Do it. Do it. Keep it. Do it. Yeah. So you have these beautiful jars. Do people throw them away? I would think that they would might be repurpose them. So and I have a whole thing it. where I do like a, what you can do with your jar okay. after, All like right, like so a candle or a succulent or wine glasses. Do people glasses. post about it? Do you yeah, find, people like, do. And then I always repost. 
I always repost. All right. Okay, I think we good. have some really good ideas here. Yeah, I like it all. I'm really into the Willy Wonka thing. Yes. <laughs> Can we do it? We'll promote it yes. everywhere for okay, you. Amazing. Done. Everywhere. Done. Yes. I hope I win. More. <laughs> what am I going to win? What we can do here? There's so many Ooh, no. I, I should give away. So I'm actually coming out with, I'm really excited, some unbelievable swag. We're going to do a really, really cool campaign around it. I'm really, really excited. It's going to be stuff that you like want to wear. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, people can win that. <laughs> oh, so maybe you could have like different layers of the contest. So like there's the grand yeah, prize. All layers. Layers. Yes, is like layers of the contest. Or, yeah. <laughs> so if you reveal like a, making this up a blue thing, you can win swag. If you reveal the golden whatever it is, you win whatever. We got to come up with a grand for prize. Like a, jars for life. Like, yeah, jars for <laughs> life. Jars for life. Like jars for life. Or like a flavor, like a membership to like the flavor of the month yes, club. Yes, there you go. I don't have yet, but. Yeah. This is yeah. so exciting. I can't wait for this to launch. Yeah. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to know, Danny, what you have all these amazing advisors. What was the best piece of business advice you've ever received? Kind of what I just said was to get advisors. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Someone who is my advisor was telling me, form an advisory board, form an advisory board, form an advisory board. And then I did. How long did it take you to listen? (laughs) Oh, really long time. A year, two years? Probably like a year and a half, two years. Yeah. That was when I was just like I had – the only thing I was concentrated on was getting the product out, and that took up a lot of my my focus. So finally, once I like had that a little bit more under control, I was able to kind of look back and get myself a little bit more organized. Makes sense. Yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about your marketing strategy and then how you determine what's actually working and where to switch gears to? I mean, my marketing strategy is is the jars. Um, I also, with my Instagram, I, you know, it's, is a ton of pictures of really delicious, beautiful, fun, colorful looking jars, which people, as we know, love to look at. People love the foodie Instagrams. Um, but another thing that I think I show on my Instagram is that I'm telling a story Mm -hmm. of a female entrepreneur in New York City, started this business at 22, pavement pounding, um, and that's that's also a huge part of my marketing. So you can go back through my Instagram and you not only see like how the jars evolved, but you can see how – you can really see how the business evolved from the very first post to me actually – you know, my me doing my very first deliveries and then to, to where I am now. And your life. I didn't know you just yeah. got married. Yeah. You literally just got married, A right? year ago. A year ago. Okay. Year. You're still a newlywed. Oh, yeah. A newlywed forever. That's yes. my goal, actually. <laughs> were you posting about when you met your now husband and got engaged? Were you sharing that with your audience? Not as much. Um, I definitely shared when I got engaged. You know, people people love the behind the scenes. I think now with Instagram stories, it allows you to show a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the best feature of Instagram that it, ever. It, amazing. <laughs> and it. I best, just told people. of the last. I, years. Yeah. Well, I just told someone actually, and it was interesting. It like came out of my mouth before I really sa- really know, knew what I was saying. But I was like, oh, that was before Instagram stories, before I really knew them. Like, and I'm ta- talking about a, a fashion blogger that yeah. I follow. And, you know, before stories, you know, you could see their content and amazing, like whatever, but you didn't really know them. Like, yep. this allows you to have a lot more brand personality and to show that many more aspects of, of your business and your brand. It's so important. And then people really feel connected to you and 100%. they want to buy from you. They yeah. don't want to buy from anyone else because yeah. they care about you they and They care about life, you. They want to support yep. you. Um, you're also just creating a, a brand presence. So 
And we all know this as an entrepreneurista, mm-hmm. we're always on, always working, that. always have our business yes. on the you know top of mind. But how do? What do you do to let loose? How do you find balance? Do you have balance in your life? You definitely have balance. Um, I, a big thing that I do is I'm really big about not being on my phone all the time. It's so important to me. Um, for my business and for my personal life, I mean, I think for me to to really, like, feel my best self, I need to not be connected all the time. And for me to have – to be in my most creative mindset, I need to not be create, not be connected and looking at Instagram all the time. Um, How do you make that space for yourself? Do you give yourself, you know, a certain period of time during the day or a week? So – when whenever I leave the house with my husband, if we're going to take a walk or go out to dinner, we actually leave our phones at home, especially if – which is, is good because I make sure everything business-related is covered and everyone knows that I'm not going to be able to be reached. Um, so we leave them at home so it's not even like tempted to look at them. Um, wow. All dinners. <laughs> I actually – I don't plug my phone in next to my bed anymore, which I used to do. So it's not the first thing that I see when I wake up in the morning. Um, I've got to try doing that. That's so hard. It's the best. It's my alarm. (laughs) Yeah. It's my alarm too, but it actually forces me to get out of bed and grab it. (laughs) Not that I don't then go and like get out of bed and like bring it into bed with me, the phone. But at least like in the middle of the night, if I can't sleep, I'm not like turning over and like scrolling through anything. Guilty. Everyone who doesn't do that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's that's a really huge thing for me is actually being present when I'm present. So if I'm with my family, if I'm with my husband, if I'm with my friends, I really try and Keep it in my bag. I think that's so important. I don't do that, but I will always have my phone down, not looking at it, try to like put it on airplane mode from time to time. But I still need it close by. Otherwise, I don't know. Feel anxiety. anxiety. Feel comfortable. (laughs) Something like that. But I try to put it on airplane mode. That's the best I could do. What would you say, or what would surprise people the most that they? would never know about you because you post a lot on your Instagram. So what's something you don't share that people wouldn't know about you? Oh, I, so many things. Mm -hmm. Um, Instagram is such like a sliver of a person's life. I mean, I guess it depends how much you share. Um, but Instagram can only capture so much of your personality, which is something I don't love because here's all these people, you know, I have over 50,000 followers and they might think they, they know all of me. And really, it's just, it's just, it's not. Um, I'm an extremely weird, quirky person. I don't know if I give that off as much um, during business things or on Instagram. Um, that's, I mean, I eat a lot of weird foods, a lot of weird combinations. Um, my siblings make fun of me a lot. I'm like the person that gets made fun of in my family all the time. Um, that sounds just like me. <laughs> what, what weird foods do you eat? Yeah. Oh God! Um, you don't eat weird food. No, but not that part. Else. Yeah, everything else. <laughs> oh. Being quirky and weird, and people. There's like some things that are like too weird to share that I won't. Um, <laughs> I wrap potato chips in fruit by the foot. That sounds delicious. delicious. Sweet and salty. Sweet and salty. Yes. Amazing. And you know, people call it weird, but they're wrong. Um, what else do I eat that's weird? How about syrup on eggs? I can't even. I'm a big syrup on eggs person. <laughs> syrup on. No, I. I'm not a big Try syrup person. Okay. But I, what did I eat the other day that was really delicious? I guess I'm blanking on it. I don't know. <laughs> what would you so say? it's interesting. So you mix things. You I really love to layer. I, I love to layer. Yeah. <laughs> That's the theme of this. Layers. Layering. Yes. What would you say being an entrepreneur means to you? I think it means 
not being scared of the unknown, um, being a hustler, really, really hustling, being confident. Mm -hmm. I think that is massive. And uh, not being not being afraid of places you haven't been before and to and to push the limits and to go there. Taking action, making yeah. it happen. Making it happen. You got if you're not gonna make it happen, it will not happen. No one else is gonna do it for yeah, you. Exactly. No, this exactly. has been absolutely amazing. Can you this tell so us fun. what is next for Jars by Danny? What's coming up and where can everyone follow you, find you, and of course order? So there's a lot of exciting things coming up. Some things I cannot say yet, but follow along jarsbydanny.com at jarsbydanny on Instagram. Um, a lot of exciting things coming. Really excited to share. Can and you give us a hint? Yeah. Give us a hint of something. Some some new new products coming new out. New products, are a little coming. yeah. So, oh, and they're gonna be insane. Can we use <laughs> the idea of the Willy Wonka thing in those with products? The products? Sh- yes, a hundred percent. Okay, yeah. I can't wait to make. Well, this anything happen. that we do that we can ship, we can. Sh- I mean, we ship these jars to your door. So if you order on a Wednesday, you can have these on Friday at your door for the weekend, and there might be a golden ticket in one of the boxes. Ooh, yes. <laughs> do you have a personal account, or do you just use Jars by Danny? Jars by Danny is my personal account. It was my personal account from the beginning. If you go way back, you'll see some personal photos. Um, and yeah, it's I am Jars by Danny. Jars by Danny is me. It's <laughs> amazing. I have a surprise for all our listener guests. I'm going to be giving a 20% discount to all our Entrepanista listeners. Just go to jarsbydanny.com, enter Entrepanista at checkout, and you'll receive your discount. Thank you so much for my doing pleasure. that. I think orders are going to go through the roof. We're going to be promoting this everywhere. Yeah, I love it. Danny, thank you so much for sharing your story. You My are pleasure. so inspiring. Your products are absolutely delicious, and I can't wait to follow you and see what you do next. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you'll be back with us next week when we have another inspiring entrepreneurista. Until then, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Courtney. And this was the most fun business meeting we've ever had. You can connect with us at socialflyny.com and follow us on Instagram at entrepreneuristas. Check out all our latest episodes at entrepreneistapodcast.com. Entreprenista is produced by Mouth Media Network for Socialfly. Copyright 2018, Socialfly, all rights reserved. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.